Wow, what a zany week in the markets, but was expected with what we had overhead in the sky. Hi, everybody. Thomas Miller with the weekly Merriman Market Analyst and Fun Astrology Financial Podcast here on Saturday. Thanks for joining us. This is where we read the free weekly column from MMACycles.com written by Ray Merriman. This is for the week beginning October 9th, but is being recorded on Saturday, October 7th. First article to get us started from CNBC.com. Stocks rallied Friday, even after the release of stronger-than-expected U.S. jobs data and a pop in Treasury yields. The U.S. economy added 336,000 jobs in September, the Labor Department said. Economists polled by Dow Jones expected 170,000 jobs. Stocks posted a stunning turnaround on Friday after initially falling on the stronger-than-expected jobs report. At the session low, the Dow had fallen as much as 272 points, then it surged more than 400 points at the height of the rally. And then this quote from Stranger in a Strange Land, written by Robert Heinlein back in 1961. Government, three-fourths parasitic, and the other fourth stupid fumbling. 1961. Then from Paul Donovan on Wednesday's UBS morning comment, Members of the U.S. Congress are now incapable of doing anything, Donovan says. Financial markets are not surprised that members of the U.S. Congress are incapable of doing anything. Investors only care whether the House Republicans can get the extreme wing under control long enough to elect a speaker before the next government shutdown in mid-November. And now Ray's commentary. Last week was every bit as bizarre and insane as the Venus-Uranus square that ended the prior week would suggest. Aspects like this involving the planet Uranus have two faces when it comes to financial markets. They either break out below multi-month support or above multi-month resistance. Or second, they end the trend and reverse. Usually, these moves are accompanied by unexpected surprises in the political or banking realm. Investors and their markets witnessed all of that last week. In the U.S., the Dow Jones Industrial Average and S&P broke below their primary cycle lows of last August, but the Nasdaq held above its low of the previous week and then closed above its high of the past two weeks. Crude oil made its yearly high on September 28th, just one day before the Venus-Uranus square. Then it collapsed to a new five-week low one week later on Friday, October 6th. Gold and silver, much like the Dow Jones Industrial Average, broke to the downside with both plummeting to their lowest price since March. But on Friday, both posted very healthy rallies, reversals, right in line with our special gold report issued on Thursday morning. The U.S. dollar, on the other hand, soared to its highest mark of the year last Monday, only to reverse sharply lower into Friday. Not to be outdone, Bitcoin surged early last week to its highest price since August 17th. And all of this in the week that Matt Gates staged a minority uprising in the U.S. House of Representatives to unseat Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who had just successfully engineered a deal to prevent another possible government shutdown with the bipartisan help of the opposing party. His reward? Both the Democrats, all of them, plus eight of Gates' Republican extremists booted him out. The chaos left in the week of government dysfunction is part of that Uranus business and political model. Now this week's short-term geocosmics. 
starting off with an old song from John Fogarty, very familiar 1969 classic, Bad Moon Rising. I see the bad moon arising. I see trouble on the way. I see earthquakes and lightning. I see bad times today. Then from Bloomberg News, evening briefing on October 3rd, a key demand among far-right Republicans has been to kill off U.S. funding of Ukraine's effort to beat back the Russian invasion. One clear beneficiary of the political maelstrom in Washington appears to be Vladimir Putin, whose effort to crush his neighbor now depends in part on Western nations, and in particular the United States, depriving Ukraine of the ability to defend itself. And then this in the Wall Street Journal on Friday from Kimberly Strassel. Gates and Company, a tale as old as time. She says many of the offenses the rebels cited as grounds for deposing Mr. McCarthy were of his own making. How dare Mr. McCarthy fail to pass all 12 spending bills by September 30th? How dare he then go to Democrats to get the votes to keep the government open? The insurgents engineered that outcome. The purpose of all of this? Some Republicans noted that Mr. Gates' antics were driven by his need for attention. The sad truth is that Washington has always been a town divided by those who put in the work and those who preen. End quote. Ray says, Yep, the king of preen, taking advantage of a foolish Republican House policy that allows someone like Gates with such an overabundant need of recognition hunger to one, provide support to Putin's prediction that the U.S. and Europe would weary of war, parentheses, and thus allow him to get away with murder, rape, kidnapping, and a host of other Plutonian war crimes, and second, to allow an extremist minority group with less than 5% support from his colleagues to disrupt the operations of government against the will of the vast majority within its own party. Is that really how democracy works? Or is it an example of taking high moral ground that the congressman claims he is following on behalf of the American people? So the next potential government shutdown is scheduled for November 17th, right in time for the Sun-Mars conjunction in Scorpio, discussed in last week's column. We're getting a glimpse of what that now will all be about, as 1. Mars prepares to enter Scorpio this week, October 11th and 12th, and then second, just one to three days after the co-rulers of Scorpio, Mars and Pluto, are highlighted with a Mars-Pluto square coming this Sunday, October 8th, and Pluto then turning direct on Tuesday, October 10th. That's a lot of Pluto-Scorpio energy, which means enemies will be digging in their feet and refusing to budge, even if it means a threat to their survival, probably figuratively speaking, but you never know, with these signatures, how brutal it can be. Think of Pluto and Scorpio like a hot, smoldering volcano where the lava is slowly winding down the mountainside, picking up steam as it lurches toward something sacred, something valuable, like property, a life, a relationship, or a position at work. Someone is going to get burnt if they don't move out of the path of the fire in time. It won't pay to be relentless and uncompromising. On the other hand, you should be aware of who is coming after you or your job to exact revenge for personal reasons, even if they are not true, maybe more so if they are true. 
In Gates' case, according to Strassel of the Wall Street Journal, he was, quote, furious that Mr. McCarthy wouldn't break the House rules and somehow intervene to stop a, parentheses, ethics probe into allegations against Gates of sexual misconduct and misuse of funds, end quote. With Pluto now changing directions as Mars enters Scorpio, the threat of removal may suddenly reverse to taking Gates out. That Mars-Pluto-Scorpio combination is not the only cosmic drama unfolding. Venus will also move into opposition to Saturn on Tuesday, October 10th. Our rule here is simple. Any market declining into a hard aspect between Venus and Saturn is a candidate for a strong rally. Historically, this has more correspondence to the end of a rally in stocks, but Venus actually has more relevance to grain and currency markets. In any event, the personal message with each of these applying signatures is similar. Let go and seek harmony. There is a bad moon rising underway, and if you aren't willing to be remorseful, to correct and heal the pain you caused, karma's going to get you. And that's the end of this week's commentary from Ray. Obviously, the focus of this newsletter has been the mundane political and financial implications of this week, I have also seen a lot of personal astrology unfolding this week. A friend's marriage collapsed suddenly, Venus-Uranus, and a very dear friend from college who has been nobly and gallantly fighting breast cancer for over a decade now has called in hospice. So it's in the collective, it's in the individual, and we'll keep following it right here because as these cycles and patterns unfold, we need to be aware and we will be on top of it. Level up Sunday night, back for a full week of podcasts on Fun Astrology next week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.